This is the Northern Ireland. Right. Okay, order. Good afternoon, members, and welcome to this afternoon's meeting of public accounts. Um, so, agenda item one is apologies. We've received apologies from Mr. Hilditch. Any others? Okay. Agenda item two minutes of the meeting of the 17th of, of June 2021. In the pack, six to pages six to 12, um, are members content that I sign these as being accurate? Agreed? Okay. Um, agenda item three then is declaration of members' interests. At each meeting, members are required to register relevant financial or other interests in the register of members' interests. Does any member have any interests to wish to declare this afternoon? Yes, Chair. It's in relation to ministerial directions, and there was a ministerial direction from the Department of Health in terms of HSE staff recognition payment, and that uh, would have applicability to myself because my mother is a former employee of the health service. Okay. Any others? Okay, thank you. Matters arising. Members, you'll be aware of the sad passing uh, this week on uh, Sunday evening of uh, Gordon Dunn, my party colleague. Uh, I attended, David and I, Harry, attended his funeral yesterday. Um, Gordon had been ill for some time and was taken far too soon at the very young age of 62. Um, so I just think, um, as a former member of this committee, we should uh, just you know, mark his passing and uh, basically make members aware uh, that he has unfortunately he resigned a couple of weeks ago, as you know, as a member of the Assembly and uh, no longer a member of the House, but nevertheless was a long uh, established member here and, as I said, served in this committee. So I just thought we should mark that before we progress. Yeah. Mr. Mayor. I think it's important to mark that, and Gordon in all his dealings was very studious and respectful in everything he did, and I think it's important to recognise the service he gave to this place and also to the people of North Down. Thank you. Okay, um, agenda item five then is correspondence. Um, pages 21 to 52 of your pack. Uh, I refer to your correspondence dated the 10th of June 2021 from Peter May, the accounting officer of the Department of Justice, pages 21 to 29 of your pack, which is the follow-up response to speeding up the justice system evidence session this is quite a substantive uh, response including reasons covid uh, sorry outside covid uh, why the number of cases are going to the crown court have risen by 50% the reasons for the number of adjournments in the crown court system are now averaging nine per case and that compares to england and wales um, and it includes a copy of the details of the matrix used by the criminal justice board to help uh, speed up justice and a copy of the full associated uh, performance dashboard. The response also includes details of the number of court hearings per year, the cost of running courts per year, the cost of holding uh, crown court per hearing, and to provide details of the number of hours uh, lost per year due to adjournments. Members, any comments? Members content? Content. Okay. Um, and are you content then that we note those details and forward them to the audit office? Agreed. Agreed. Members, are referred to correspondence. Yes, apologies. I was just going to suggest should we be uh, forwarding them to the justice committee too for their information? Well, I'm not sure whether that's appropriate because we're in the middle of an ongoing inquiry. Sure. Okay, that's fine. That'd be right. 
I think I will be right, Chair. Yeah. Um, the Justice Committee then will have full sight of your report yeah. once you get to that stage. That, that would set a very dangerous precedent that, that would be um, unhealthy. Uh, we, would, we would then have other committees asking the same thing to be done in other inquiries that we may well hold. Um, in terms of uh, correspondence then dated the 20th of June 2021 from Glenn Capper, uh, Justice Performance Team, Department of Justice, at pages 30 to 40 of your pack uh, regarding follow-up information from our evidence session, speeding up the justice system. Annex I, which is uh, restricted information, outlines the average time taken to complete criminal justice cases. Report for the 12 months to the 31st of March 2021, and an example of the more detailed reporting used to help analyse performance. Um, Mr Donnelly, have you any comment you wish to make? Uh, no, this is all very helpful, and all of this will inform your your report. Okay, um, members, are you content that we note this and pass the details uh, on to the uh, audit office? Read. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, members, I refer to correspondence dated the fifteenth of June, twenty twenty-one, from the Lord Chief Justice. Sorry, could I ask people to mute their their, their devices, please? Um, Refer to correspondence dated the 15th of June 2021 from the Lord Chief Justice, pages 41 to 45 of your pack, regarding the response of the Crown Court delays. Its response also includes a letter sent to the Chair of the Justice Committee dated the 30th of March 2021 on these matters of delays and committal reform. Members, are you content to note the, these details for consideration in our report and again forward them on to the Northern Ireland Audit Office? Agreed. Okay, members, I refer to correspondence to the 10th of June 2021 from the Committee for Finance to the DALO, uh, Mr. Andy Monaghan, Department of Finance, at pages 46 to 49 of your pack regarding the reform of a property management programme regarding hard charging, rationalising in the estate assets and possible reduction in the portfolio. Mr. Donnelly, have you any comment you wish to make around that? Uh, no, it is helpful that the Finance Committee is following up on recommendations previously made from here and fr from us, so uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. um, th this hard charging issue has been around for many years, so um, I'm not sh uh, sure whether there's a bit of a rollback on a, a previous commitment, but we'll, we'll, we'll look into that. Okay. Members, you can content that we keep this matter under review? Yep. Yeah, agreed. Um, I refer to correspondence dated the 17th of June 2021 from Shane Campbell, the Chief, Chief Executive of the Irish Central Border Area Network, at pages 50 to 52 of your pack regarding the Northern Ireland Audit Office Report and Broadband Investment in uh, Northern Ireland. Um, ICBAN, if that's what they're also known as, welcome the Northern Ireland Audit Office Report and that there is a need for reliable, affordable and accessible broadband on both sides on the, of the border. Um, members, later on in the meeting, we'll be looking at our draft forward work programme for the autumn, which uh, broad, the broadband report will be considered further. Um, so are you content to note Mr Campbell's email? Okay. Um, I refer to correspondence to the 18th of June in your table pack, pages 3 and 4, from Paul Gervin, MP, in respect to a constituent who has written about the PAC report on the impact uh, review of special educational needs, the constituent is requesting an extensive investigation into the Education Authority after the findings of the PAC's report. 
Members, are you content that subject to appropriate permissions under GDPR that the letter is forwarded to the Audit Office for further investigation? Agreed? Agreed. Okay, thank you. Moving on then. Members, we will remain in open session for our next agenda item, Ministerial Directions. Can we bring in Mr Patrick Barr, uh, Director, Mr Neil Gray, Director, Mr Roger McCants, Audit Manager. Mr Barr, Mr Gray, Mr McCants, can you hear and see us okay? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, Right, I'm content that uh, members are that you all remain in the meeting until we adjourn. Is that okay? Yeah. Right, agenda item six then is ministerial directions, pages 54 to 126 of your pack. Um, and Mr. Donnelly and Mr. Wilkinson are with us in the meeting uh, physically, and joining us are Mr. Patrick Barr, Mr. Neil Gray, Mr. Roger McCants, and Mr. Kyle Bingham. Uh, so the first ministerial direction then is Parkinar College. Um, funding at pages 54 to 61 of your pack. Ms Tracy Maharg, the Accounting Officer of the Department of Communities, wrote to Mr Donnelly, the Comptroller and Auditor General, on the 27th of April 2021, at pages 54 and 55 of your pack, to advise that she sought a ministerial direction from the Department of Communities Minister, Ms Deidre Hargey, MLA, in February 2021, to find Parkinor College for the to fund, sorry, Parkinor College for the year 2021-22 to the tune of £200,000. Uh, members, before I progress, could I ask people to please mute your devices? There's some interference here, and it's not good for the recording of this meeting. So please mute your devices. Um, Parkinor is, uh, in part, a residential college for young people aged 18 and over with intellectual and physical or other sensory disabilities. The Department of Communities has funded Parkinor College since the department was established in May 2016 and was previously funded by the Department of Employment and Learning to support people with uh, disabilities. However, the department has determined that the current offer from Parkinor College to um, the students does not uh, currently present value for money. The funding will allow the college to continue to support seven vulnerable young adults in 2021-22. This will also provide it with time to consider its future delivery model and funding arrangements beyond then. The Minister of Finance approved the ministerial direction on the 26th of March 2021. Mr Donnelly has included the relevant correspondence to pages 56 to 61 of your pack, which underpinned the decision to proceed with the delivery of the scheme. Mr Donnelly highlights the ministerial direction from Minister Hargey issued before the approval was received from the Minister of Finance. However, the approval from the Minister of Finance was received before the Department was required to take action on the direction. Members, Mr Donnelly will keep this matter under review as the uh, audit of the 2021-22 financial statements progresses. Mr Donnelly, at this stage, do you have any comment you wish to make? Uh, no, I think this one's straightforward. Uh I suppose the funding is really a lifeline to Parkinor to enable it to restructure. There's been really an issue for many years on the viability issues. So uh, Parkinor is a college down near, uh, long established down near Dungannon, uh, that would have provided services over the years for disabled people. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Any member, any comment or question they want to ask around that issue? Everyone content? Okay, thank you. Okay, three ministerial directions then. Two COVID restriction business support schemes reopening uh, and the extension 
of the large tourism and hospitality business support scheme. Members, the um, Department of the Economy, Permanent Secretary, Mr. Mike Brennan, wrote to Kieran Donnelly, Controller and Auditor General, on the 13th of May 2021, pages 62 to 63 of your pack, to advise that as a result of the ongoing changes and extensions of the health protection regulations, some <coughs> schemes required <coughs> subsequent ministerial directions or changes to the existing directions. Mr. Brennan, the accounting officer, advised there were three ministerial directions uh, that had not been notified. <coughs> Uh, and it has taken some time and effort to rework through all notifications for the various schemes. Members, these papers have been marked official sensitive and therefore have been marked restricted in your packs due to the policy being under development. The three directions covered by this letter uh, are the last of the directions that Mr Brennan has received from the Department in relation to both COVID regulations, business support scheme and large tourism and hospitality business support scheme. The three ministerial directions are... The reopening of COVID restriction business support scheme on the 26th of December 2020. The extension of COVID restriction business support scheme to cover the period of the 15th of April to the 23rd of May. And the extension of large tourism and hospitality business support scheme to cover the period of the 15th of April to the 23rd of May. Members, Mr Donnelly has received the uh, process used, uh, sorry, reviewed the process used to seek and subsequently issue these ministerial directions and is content that has been followed correctly including the approval by the Northern Ireland Executive. The relevant restricted documentation and correspondence provided Mr Donnelly by the Department are on pages 64 to 129 of your pack. The cost of the phase extension of the Large Tourism and Hospitality Business Support Scheme on the 23rd of May is £14.1 million, and the cost of the phased extension of COVID restriction business support scheme to 23rd of May is estimated at £18 million. See pages 121 to 126 of your pack. Mr Donnelly, have you any comments you wish to make on that? Uh, no, these ones are straightforward. Uh, you would have received the original directions at, at an earlier stage. All of these are extensions to the time period of what the directions cover. So that, okay. that's really... Members, all. are you content? Yeah. Okay. Ministerial directions then. A, extended uh, eligibility of HSC staff recognition payment to longer term Agency workers, HSE staff recognition payment and application of gross award, Department of Finance approval. The Permanent Secretary and Accounting Officer, Mr um, Richard Pengelly from the Department of Health, wrote to Mr Kieran Donnelly. The Controller and Auditor General on the 22nd of June 2021 in your table pack at pages 6 to 7, outlining two ministerial directions from the Health Minister, Robin Swan, MLA, in relation to HSE staff recognition. These directions ask the Department to ensure their recognition payments are modified to ensure that they are worth £500 after tax and national insurance and to extend eligibility to include longer-term agency workers. The Minister had previously asked the Department to implement a recognition payment to all HSC staff and this was subject to ministerial direction in January 2021. This directed the Department to establish a scheme to provide £500 payment to all staff who have been employed for at least one month between March 2020 and January 2021. The new direction seeks to modify the scheme to ensure the payment made to HSC staff is worth £500 net of deductions, namely income tax and national insurance. As such, the Minister has now directed the payments of £735 be made to HSC staff. The Minister has also directed that eligibility for HSC recognition payment be extended to include longer-term agency workers. The Department estimates that the total cost of the direction will be £3.75 
uh, million pounds, and the relevant documents provided to Mr. Donnelly are at pages nine to ten of your pack. Mr. Donnelly, have you any comment to make on that? No, Chair, if nothing to add to what you have said there. Yep. Yep. Okay, members content? Agreed? Okay. okay, members, so we remain in open session to discuss the memorandum of reply for our annual uh, report major capital works programme. Uh, and the audit team uh, will remain in meeting. So agenda item seven then is me memorandum of reply for major capital works project report at pages 131 to 140 of your pack. Mr. Cairn Donnelly, the Comptroller and Auditor General, Mr. Thomas Wilkinson, Director, will join the meeting remote, uh, in physically and remotely. Then we have Mr. Patrick Barr, Mr. Neil Gray, Mr. Roger McCants, and Mr. Kyle Bingham joining the meeting um, virtually. I refer to correspondence from Mr. Colin Boyle, Interim Accounting Officer, Department of Finance, dated the 21st of June 2021, in your packet, page 131, confirming the memorandum of reply. Uh, major Capital Works Report has been completed and approved by the Executive. The MOR has since been received by the Committee. Members, are you content to note? Agreed? Can I make a comment on it? Or? You can? Yeah. It's just uh, I read through it yesterday and um, I'm just disappointed with the responses to recommendations one and six from ourselves. So, um, PAC. Well, just before we get, yeah. I will bring you in on that, but yeah. there's just some stuff I need to do. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so our members contend to I will, as I say, bring in, because I need to then say and refer, and refer to the, the MOR and the Inquiry and Capital Works Programme and your packet 132 to 140. The MOR is the executive's formal response to the PAC when the executive office works with the departments to produce formal response. The report was published on the 22nd of October 2020 <coughs> and included 15 recommendations that reach across various departments. The MOR was presented to the Assembly on the 18th of June by the Finance Minister. It is disappointing that it has taken so long for this MOR to be finally presented to the Assembly, but it would appear to be largely due to complexity of implementing some of the recommendations. Members, out of the 15 recommendations, nine have been accepted completely. The four recommendations not completely accepted are recommendations 1, 4, 6 and 13, which have either been noted accepted in principle or partially accepted. It is my um, intention to go through those uh, and members then will be asked to make comment as we go through. And so we'll start with recommendation one. The committee, and I quote, the committee strongly recommends that the role of the Northern Ireland Head of the Civil Service is revised to mirror that of Scotland and Wales. Um, the response from the Executive Office uh, and the Department of Finance is to note this recommendation. Um, I personally have uh, some difficulty understanding what that means in civil service speak, but they will note it. Um, but Mr Muir, I know you wanted to raise that issue as well. Yeah, um, I think the decision to outline that this is noted is essentially that there's going to be no progress in terms of the recommendation. And furthermore, the response states that uh, Scotland and Wales uh, operate under a different constitutional position and that they have collective ministers and it does not sit easily within the current constitutional position here. Uh, we have a power-sharing government in Northern Ireland. 
but it's meant to be working on the basis that everyone's working together for the common cause. Um, and the fact that the feeling is that constitutionally we can't progress this recommendation, we can only note it, is a matter of disappointment, because the issue is that this report and the recommendations are around the management of major capital projects, of which there are significant issues, and the need for central uh, oversight and governance in relation to this is very, very clear. But there doesn't seem to be any will to deal with that, and I think that's very disappointing because what's likely is that this issue will come up again and again. I think the other thing that disappoints me is the length of time uh, I said in some of the commentary notes that I read there that it took for us to get to this position. Um, it, it is important to, to remind the committee that the committee, uh, this report was produced with unanimous support across the committee from all parties. So. Um, my view is that, uh, and well, as we get through the other points, we will reach uh, a position on each of those points. But my view, starting at recommendation one, because it is a recommendation of this committee, is that we should write back and strongly suggest that uh, we th feel that the Northern Ireland Civil Service should follow the um, practice of Scotland and Wales, um, because we have already identified some issues where the head of the civil service not having the powers has led to some difficulties around the, the accountability and the joined upness of the civil service at a permanent secondary level. And I think that was an agreed <coughs> position of this committee. Isn't that correct, members? Yeah. Agreed. Members agree? And I'm just simply talking about recommendation one now, that we, we would do that. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, then we move on to recommendation four. Um, the committee recommends that membership of the Northern Ireland Civil Service Board is revised so that top quality non-executives with a commercial background sit alongside Northern Ireland Civil Service permanent secretaries. Further, it recommends that the progress of major capital projects more prominently on the agenda of the Northern Ireland Civil Service Board. TU accepts this recommendation in principle and will bring it to the Northern Ireland Civil Service Board. Now, um, members, have any comment on that? I just think we receive strong evidence the need for um, independent outside commercial thinking yeah. uh, and uh, I think it needs more than just brought to the board I think uh, I would hope that it, uh, it will come into being um, we certainly will need to monitor it and see if it's just been kicked to touch or if it's going to progress slowly I think more than just receiving evidence, we, we, we saw at first hand and heard at first hand of examples of the, that um, professionalism not being there from the sector, which would have meant to better decision making or led to better decision making uh, and perhaps a better situation may not have done. But um, I think th there were a number of examples which we could cite as a committee of where that was the case. And members agreed? Agreed. Yep. yep. So, Mr. Donnelly, any comment you want to make? Uh, no, I think there is a bit of resistance to bring in outside non-execs into the heart of government. Uh, each individual department will have probably an advisory board with one or two outside people, but that's, and if you talk to some of those outside people, they'll tell you, as I addressed some of them a few weeks ago, that uh, they feel outgunned, and uh, even if they have ideas, they're, they're a minority. 
uh, in the ALB sector, which is further out from <coughs> central government, then you do have non-executive boards and uh, part of the health service where there's sort of boards that co are both non-execs and execs, but uh, the civil service is probably out of kilter with other parts of the public sector and most importantly with Whitehall on this because Whitehall has brought in a lot of people. So yes, they've accepted it in principle, but I sort of sense a bit of reluctance. Except, <laughs> accepting in principle suggests to me, yeah, yeah. here would you say, but we'll kick it into the, the long grass and we may look at it in the future. I, I'm, I'm trying to understand um, where the decision-making exists in this, because it's, it's, we're told the executive office, the first minister and deputy first minister, or leaders in government, accept the recommendation and they're taking it to the board, and it seems to be it's up to the board, the civil service board to decide. Is that it? Or am I reading that wrong? Yeah, there's a bit of a contradiction there. Is, is then what does the actual civil service board decide on. Um, there's maybe another way of looking at this. Um, it's how to strengthen accountability of the central government. Now, there was a report from OECD back in 2016 um, that um, I think Simon Hamilton commissioned. Uh, and that was a heavyweight report, but most of its recommendations were around uh, strengthening accountability around the central government. So if they weren't going to go this route, have they any other alternatives? You know, yeah. uh, and I think from time to time, then um, you know the system mightn't accept a PAC recommendation. But then what you would want to hear? Well, have you a better way of doing it? You know, are what seem, alternatives? It would seem to me TEO ex, uh, accepts a recommendation in principle, which suggests to me that the politicians have accepted it. But it's up to the civil service then, you know, whether they decide to bring it at a, at a civil service level uh, at the, at the uh, Northern Ireland Civil Service Board. Uh, and I think, you know, this is, a, this is a recommendation we have made. I don't have a code book for the civil service language. I don't know what in principle means. Uh, and so, therefore, I, I want to know um, why uh, they, they, they are deferring it to the board and what that means. Uh, members in agreement on that? Given that, it, again, it is a recommendation. Members agreed? Agreed. Okay, recommendation six then. The committee recommends that serious consideration is given to the appointing of a single oversight body or creating an independent advisory body with responsibility for central monitoring of major capital projects. Um, the Department of Finance notes this recommendation. Um, members, have you any comment on this? Well, similar to recommendation one, uh, I would make the point again. Whatever notes means, I mean, that, Mark. Yeah, notes means yeah. We hear what you're saying, and then we move on. Not good enough. We we have a an obligation. We have made we you know produced uh, a report with with recommendations based on evidence we've heard from a broad range of people, including the private sector. We all know from our own experience, both in this house, in the committees of this house, and our constituency work and in local government, uh, those of us who have served in local government, about the, the implications of, of many of these things. And I think it, that notes isn't just good enough, frankly. 
So, um, Mr. Donnelly, have you anything you want to add to what I've said? No, no nothing to add to that. Chair. Right. So, again, members, we're we're not happy with notes, uh, and we want to know, you know, what action, if any, is being taken, and if no action. So, if they're if they're partially accepting, if they're not accepting, if they're accepting, but notes isn't isn't clear. No one understands what that means, and therefore we want to know what it means. Agreed. I would rather they said they didn't accept it. Yeah. And if they do, if they do say they're not accepting something, then explain why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but, I mean, bear in mind we saw multiple projects in yeah. different departments yeah. where there's failings. Yeah. And and I would just make the point: those are the inquiries that we have carried out. There are other examples of inquiries that have not been carried out, or um, that are germane, shall I say, in the public domain this week yeah. around these issues. So. Um, Recommendation 13, then, the committee recommends that the Northern Ireland Civil Service works with the judiciary to consider if the balance needs to be reviewed between having a bigger bar for taking judicial reviews while at the same time not discouraging genuine concerns from being raised. This should include an examination in the cost of lodging a judicial review in the Northern Ireland. The committee considers this could help to reduce the risk that um, vexatious challenges are made. The Department of Justice reply, partially accept that recommendation. Uh, members, do you have any comment on that? I think that the report that's coming up in relation to judicial reviews will allow us to deal with this yeah. a lot more. Deep. Yeah, uh, I think it will. Um, I suppose why that was in there is when David Sterling was given evidence, he says, I, <coughs> to the audit office, I say, irrespective of what the audit office is doing, you know, the system needs to look at this. Chair, the sound is gone here. Okay. I, there's, there's not a lot I, I, I can do about that. I mean, hopefully it can return. Um, can everyone else hear okay? Yeah, I can hear fine, Chair. Thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr McHugh, that maybe something to do with your, your device. Uh, that We can't control that. Carry on, Mr Donnelly. Uh, sorry, I've lost the run of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were saying about David Sterling? Uh, yes. Um, it was sort of saying um, he looked forward to our review, but I suppose it was, but, but um, you know, what are you doing about this? You shouldn't be waiting on the audit office to... There, there is a bit of mythology around uh, judicial reviews, and uh, so um, maybe what we thought would be the findings on it, but, you know, so will not actually stack up. So sometimes judicial review is used as a almost an excuse for, for, for why things are, are delayed. But there's a lot of learning to be taken from judicial reviews. And we, the committee will know that from, from Caseman Park, for example. <coughs> so um, yes, but, but you're right. Um, our, our report will uh, inform this debate going forward. OK. Um, OK, members. Um, do you wish to anything, add anything else around the, the responses in relation to those recommendations? If not, I suggest we write to the department to request an update on the implementation of the rec recommendations that we have made in six months' time, which we have done with other pieces of work, but also to express our disappointment over the reliance on noting and asking for explanations of what that means uh, in terms of some of those recommendations rather than taking a more pro proactive approach to addressing the issues that we have highlighted in the report. It is our duty and responsibility to, to hold government to account around these things, and I, and I think 
that those questions that we've outlined when discussing each of those recommendations, where they've come back with a holding, or I could actually go stronger and say ignoring comment, um, requires some explanations. Members agreed? Agreed. Okay. So, members, it's taken a long time for this MOR to come to us, and I suggest we should ask for clarification on what is meant by noting, what is meant by accepting in principle, more detail on the actual timescales for implementation, uh, and that there are issues that we can raise with the new head of the Civil Service on her appointment. Uh, are you content? Great. Great. Yeah. And if you remember, members, I did suggest um, in the, within the last couple of weeks that when the new head of the Civil Service does take up the appointment, we should seek an early meeting. And those are some questions that obviously we can put to um, that person. Okay, members, with your agreement then, we will now go into closed session for the first consideration of a report into generating electricity from renewable energy. Agreed? Great. Great. Island Assembly Committee Room 30. This is the Northern Ireland Assembly Committee Room 30. This is the Northern Ireland Assembly Committee Room 30. This is the Northern